Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Trip, joined as always by Evan. Follow us on Twitter at NotDWolfson at the Daily Wolves. Very special guest in the building, not literally at his own building, but in the building on the phone with us. Uh, Strictly B-Ball on TikTok. If you're anything like me, uh, you probably watch his videos along with countless others when you should go to bed at midnight because you have to be up at 6 a.m. for work. (laughs) Maybe that's just me, but Joe, appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you guys. I'm happy to be here. I uh, will start off by saying that I could not be more excited for the Timberwolves season. So talking a little bit of Timberwolves basketball is exactly what I want to do today. So appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate oh, yeah. appreciate no you. No problem. I'm glad we got you on, Joe. Uh, I see you've been super busy, man, lately. And you grew up, you're local, right? You're a local Minnesota kid. Yeah, I grew up in, uh, in Shoreview. So just 15, 20 minutes north uh, of the Twin Cities. So, yeah. Grew up here, uh, went to just graduated from the University of Minnesota. So I'm, I'm always I've always been around here in Minnesota. That's what's up. So you've always been a Timberwolves fan. That's your favorite team, right? Yes, absolutely. I've I've always been a Timberwolves fan. I don't know how or when I fell in love with the Wolves, but it happened. And yeah, I'm a diehard fan now forever. I think I saw on Twitter like you had a a pro-am team for the first time this year and the Twin Cities pro-am is becoming a big thing in Minnesota. How is that, man? And, and like, what was the process like getting the team together and whatnot? Yeah, the, the pro-am was really fun. I remember going to the pro-am um, just like as a fan, like in high school um, and when it was over at De La Salle. But um, now that we kind of had this like following on social media, we wanted to like experiment with a new way to make content. So we, we reached out to them um, and they, they let us sponsor a team um, and we kind of were a little bit in charge of putting our team together. And then they also gave us some players, but um, yeah, it was a really fun experience. Uh, got to meet a lot of really cool people within like the Minnesota basketball community. And unfortunately we, we didn't win it all. Uh, There's a lot of tough competition, but we gave both uh, team Tyus and uh the uh, MN detailing team with, with Nate Knight and Josh Minot or Wendell Moore played against us. We gave both those teams a really good game, close games in the fourth quarter. So overall, it was a really, really fun experience. What's been, um, Joe, I, I, I know we've followed each other on Twitter for a while. Obviously, I follow your TikTok. I'm, I certainly don't expect to follow back on TikTok because I don't post that. Uh, but um, I, I got you, bro. I no, got no, you. it's all good. Uh, but curious, like, just – before we dive into the wolves for the people at home, I mean, I would imagine anyone listening is probably familiar with strictly B ball on TikTok. If not, give it a follow, obviously 1.3 million followers, very popular and very entertaining account. But what was, what was the, I guess the inspiration behind that? I can probably imagine T wolves fan that probably plays a large role, but just kind of the journey of, of growing that from, from, you know, one day you decided to just start it to where it is today. What's that progression been like? And, and what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, so it's two guys, it's me and my friend Nolan, and um, we grew up in the same neighborhood and kind of had similar interests growing up. We always liked experimenting with like making social media accounts, and it was always within sports, but more specifically, it was mostly in basketball. Um, and then we saw TikTok as like an opportunity in in like early 2020, and um, him and I just started making like mostly NBA content. If you scroll way to the bottom of our page. It's like all NBA content. Um, and it kind of just like dried out after like six months. And then um, we we kept going at it, but not as much. But then 
uh, early in 2021, uh, we filmed a mini haha game with Chet Holmgren playing, yep. finishing up his senior year. And those videos, we kind of like experimented with it, did the voiceover stuff, and they just blew up. And we were like, all right, so high school basketball is kind of an opportunity for us to differentiate ourselves. And so we slowly made the progression to like being more known as a high school basketball account. But I would say it's it's always like the beginning of it was like kind of rooted in being an NBA fan, being a basketball fan in general, and um, just always wanting to like experiment with with making content and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Do you like what? Do you have any plans then for strictly b-ball like like that involved like the timberwolves this upcoming season yeah i mean yeah that's the thing we, we're some people think of us as a high school basketball account but like the goal is really to just like make unique storytelling content around any level of basketball um so it's mostly high school but timberwolves we're gonna do as much as we can last year um we we did a lot of content like filming pregame warmups and then like telling different stories on top of that. We probably won't do a lot of like game recaps and stuff like that, but we'll we'll do as much Timberwolves as we can. Not like solid concrete ideas yet, but we'll definitely keep that coming. And before we go full fledged Wolves mode here, I'd be remiss. I think we probably are on the same page with this. Like to your point about the Chet Holmgren game that you covered, that that kind of when it went went crazy um on tiktok i i think i share a similar belief with you in this before like i said um just briefly touch on this but um i think chad holmgren was by far and away the best prospect in the last draft i'd love to just get your opinion on that yeah i would have taken him number one regardless of whatever team was drafting there um i definitely believe that he is going to be an incredible defender and i think he's actually has a lot in his offensive game that he showed in high school, if if you watched him in high school, if you go back to his AAU games, there's a lot of stuff that he didn't even do at Gonzaga. And as he gets even more comfortable um, doing some of that ball handling, shooting off the dribble, we saw a little bit of it in summer league. He's going to be really dynamic on both ends of the floor. I love Paulo Boncaro. I think he was actually somewhat of a close number two for me. But yeah, Chet's got uh, an incredibly high ceiling, 100%. I, anyone that's that's followed the TikTok for a while and knows that we used to just like make so obviously make so much content about him, but just like fanboy over Chet. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, we think, we thank him a lot for kind of giving us a new path with our TikTok account and kind of bring us to where we are now. So yeah, I'm a big believer in Chet for sure. I'm glad that I'm glad. Uh, I mean, this is probably foreshadowing to what we're going to go into later, but I'm glad that we get to see his NBA debut in target center. Yeah, shout out to Chet Holmgren. Uh, that was, um, I've been a big fan of his for a few years, but definitely your TikToks. I was like, man, this kid is. It just kept really ramping up my belief in 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 what yeah. type of player I think he's going to be. So I definitely am glad to hear hear that, and I always appreciated your TikToks with that. Speaking of great defense, your reaction to the Rudy Gobert trade? Wow, I mean, it was. I remember where I was. I was actually. Um, up on my family's cabin, like my aunt and uncle's cabin. And I wasn't even on my phone. And I go to my phone 20 minutes after it happened. I had like eight missed calls from one of my friends. That's like the biggest Timberwolves fan um, that I know. So I knew something happened. I checked Twitter. Rudy Gobert's on the Timberwolves. I could not believe it. Um, for, I, my first reaction was just, we're going for it. We're going to be a lot better team this year than we were last year. And I'm, I'm excited for that. If you don't like the fact that we're going for it, 
I, I think you're crazy because because the Timberwolves the Timberwolves have not had this uh, much of a expectations going into a season in a really long time. So I couldn't be more excited uh, to have Rudy Gobert on the team. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be an awesome uh, player to have in a Timberwolves uniform. What do you think of the Cat and Rudy fit, man? Like, how do you think they're gonna play together on the floor? Because a lot of people you see on social media and all over, especially some of the national media, kind of trashing the Timberwolves in the move. What's the, what's the fit like? Because people have their concerns. Offensively, I think it's going to be a, a pretty seamless fit. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people have analyzed it better than I have, but last year we had Jared Vanderbilt, who really is is a little bit less skilled, a, a lot less skilled offensive player than Rudy, as much as Rudy gets um, – gets bashed for his offensive game. But I think on offense, it's going to be easy. I mean, Cat can play the four. He's played the four alongside Taj Gibson, Jared Vanderbilt on offense. Defense, I'm really interested to see how it's going to work. But I don't have too much concern because it's Rudy Gobert. He, he's going to be an automatic top 10 defense in the league. I think Finch, I believe in Finch on, on that end of the floor. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited for the fit, not just alongside Cat, but – I think the fit alongside D'Lo is amazing. I think it's going to open things up for D'Lo. I think we can be a lot more pick-and-roll heavy offense. Jalen Noel pick-and-rolls with Rudy. Anthony Edwards pick-and-rolls with Rudy. Even Cat pick-and-rolls with Rudy. I think that all of that's going to be so fun to see what Finch does there. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be going to be exciting. And I always trust in Finch, always. Trip, I think you – we had talked about, like, D'Angelo Russell taking, you know – being super important this this upcoming season. I'm curious to see from both of you kind of like what player is going to take the biggest leap for the Timberwolves this season compared to last season. It's a, I mean, it's a great question. I, I, I think it's – I mean, I, I anyone that has followed my account knows that uh, I'm a ride-or-die D-Lo guy. Uh, did not mean for that to rhyme, by the way. But um, with that being said, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, when he was coming out of Ohio State, I loved him. Um, I think he's shown enough, and I think really, quite frankly, on any given night, he's the fourth best player on the floor. If Kurt, there'll be nights where he's the best player on the floor, and I don't think that's a bold statement by any means. It doesn't mean he's the best player overall, but um, when he's your fourth best player and uh, there's a proven track record of, of what he can do with a guy who can get to the rim like Rudy Gobert um, from a distribution standpoint, uh, I think he's going to take a huge leap. I hope that means that he returns to Minnesota after this year. You never know what it could lead to is someone offering him another max uh, but regardless of the point for this season specifically I would expect D'Angelo Russell to take a massive leap and and really um, you know make a push to, to make really solidify a, a career of, of someone that I feel has been pretty disrespected so it's D'Lo for trip so Joe who do you think's taking the biggest leap then I like I like the D'Lo pick um, like you said uh, he has a track record of, of being good with a big man a good roller like that uh, i I can't lie. After the Rudy Gobert trade, I I watched a video that was circulating on Twitter. It was like a four minute highlight clip of of him and Jared Allen just doing pick and rolls, and that was one of the videos that got me the most excited of the entire off season. And it had nothing to do with uh, any any uh, Timberwolves clips, but so I liked I liked the D'Lo pick. I think the obvious one would be Jalen Noel because he just kind of has flash so much um in, in limited stretches that he didn't play much in the playoffs but now he's going to be kind of forced into this six-man role and I think that he's going to be ready for it I think Jalen Noel 
Um, he's one of the most efficient pick and roll players in the entire league, obviously in limited action, but I'm really excited for Jalen Noel. I think if, if he's able to be a consistent outside shooter and score the ball really well, he's going to be able to kind of take the place of Malik Beasley, but a different player, but I think he's going to take a big jump. Just something that really quick to, to piggyback off your Jalen Noel point, a question that comes up for me to you is, is this, um, I love Jalen Noel. I'm so excited for him to take a huge leap. I think he's shown, he, I, I still blows my mind that Chris Finch didn't play him more last year. Um, still some, that's like the, one of the few things I, that pissed me off about his coaching last year. And, and that's no disrespect. I think Chris Finch is awesome. But um, mm-hmm. with that being said, I mean, how do you feel about the fact that, that Jalen Noel is going to hit unrestricted free agency? Um, and, and, you know, do you think he returns and, you know, when do you think we can afford him? if he has a big year. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that he returns. Um, but I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of decisions that have to be made. Like if we end up uh, extending D'Lo and then, and then we got Jaden and Ant a couple years later, um, it's going to be tough. But I, I, I mean, my hope was to see if we could have extended him this off season. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't know, man. I don't. I don't always get into all the numbers of everything, but my hope just for him is that he's here long term. Yeah. Because he's one of the one of the young players that we have. A lot of people say we gave we gave up our future, but nah. we still got we still got guys like Ant McDaniel's, Jalen Noel, on our team. So, I'm excited for him. I hope he stays. 100%. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk schedules now, because the Timberwolves schedule came out today. I know a lot of people listening are going to be wondering about that. And uh, the schedule is looking pretty favorable in the beginning of the year. I see that we have five of our first six games at home, and they're not against the best opponents. We have OKC, Utah, OKC again, San Antonio, and San Antonio. Those are all teams that are probably in the bottom tier in the West. So, like, what do we think of the schedule in the beginning? And, like, do you think – do you really see a loss in those games? Like, how are, how are the first games going to kind of go for both of you? Um, I would say when I first looked at it, I was like, all right, we're going 7-0 to start. <laughs> but, I I mean, I will say that I I don't know how, how I feel about the beginning of the year. Like, part of me thinks that it's going to take a little bit of time to figure things out. Um, I mean, even last year we started slow. Um, what were we, like, 4-9 at one point? Uh, I yeah. think it's gonna take some. It's gonna take some time to to figure things out. So I think there's a risk where maybe we we drop a few of those games that we would have never dropped later in the year. Like we would never lose to San Antonio later in the year. That would be the hope. But I mean, the, obviously, the hope is that we can start out strong um, and go six and one in these first seven. I'm gonna say that we're gonna go six and one. Um, but I just really hope that we 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 come out strong. Yeah, I agree. To, to answer your question, I completely agree with Joe on that. I just to the, to start the season, it's just I almost wish those games were towards the end of the year. Personally, I agree. Um, I agree because it's just it's, this is such a new like I know a lot of the core guys are back, but this is just such a new roster. Like, yes, you got Rudy Gobert, yes, you got Kyle Anderson, yes, you got like your bench is looking. I would say better than last year. Some people say we lost depth. I disagree, but there's just so many moving pieces. I think we will be six and one, but again, to, I, it'd be impossible for me to, to sit here and disrespect the NBA and be like, Oh, they're going seven and no. I think that was my initial reaction as well, but it's just so tough. They're trying to get the ball rolling right out of the gate with a bunch of new guys. 
I would, I would say new important guys. Most, you know, yeah. like that's the most important part there is these guys that are coming in are going to be key contributors, not just Rudy Gobert. So there's going to be some, some, uh, some learning curves there, but yeah, I, I think six and one is reasonable, but I, I would not be surprised if it's, you know, five and two, whatever. But I, I, again, I would end, I would, I would just say, I wish those games were at the end of the year. Yeah. It gets a little harder after that, but um, you know, the Timberwolves have, Right after you get like that easy stretch in the beginning, they go to they're on the road in Phoenix, which is going to be a national TV game. Then they have to go to Milwaukee, so those are two kind of like I feel like those games in the beginning of the year are going to be like a really big test for the Timberwolves. They've always said like, can we match up against the Suns? Are we going to like can we defend the pick and roll with Chris Paul and, and you know Devin Booker? Those guys like how do we defend that with two bigs? So getting like a game like that in the beginning of the year that could be big, and then obviously Milwaukee is just we got Giannis, and, and he's a defending champion from the Bucks. So those are two games I looked at in the beginning of the year saying, like, those will tell us a lot of the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you come to – or uh, I told Tripp, but, Joe, if you, uh, if you two come out to Phoenix for that November game, you know, I'll be out here. So uh, just saying, man, just saying. <laughs> you might, might have to. My, my sister actually lives in Phoenix. Uh, so that's not out of the cards. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking to get a strip. So if you boys come out, it should be a good time. But other than that, um, uh, looking at everything else in the Timberwolves schedule, it looks not bad. Uh, from from a on paper standpoint, they have 16 national TV games this year. Last year, I think they had like maybe two or three. Uh, what do you think of the national TV games? Is 16 enough, or are we still being undersold? I mean, I I would say that 16 is a lot. You can't get yeah. too greedy. But I am upset that we didn't get a Christmas Day game. I think it would have been a perfect fit with, with either the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. I think those would have been really fun. But I know the Heat also got snubbed. Someone's got to get snubbed. So the Knicks should not be playing. But, um, yeah, I mean, 16, 16 seems like a lot. But we had 25 the year we got Jimmy. So maybe we should have more. Yeah, I agree. I think – yeah. Just try, I'm just so used to getting like one or two, so I'm not even trying to be greedy. But yeah. <laughs> 16, I mean, I'm just to make myself feel better. I'm like, that's like what one out of every five and that five games. I'm what I'm bad at math, but I mean, what, there. I'm, I'm excited. They're going to be on TV a lot more than we're used to. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm happy for the general population to get a good look at the the, the new look wolves. I'm excited that we play on the national TV games. We play against Milwaukee on national TV, so that's awesome. We play against the Clippers, which is going to be a good matchup. And everybody knows for like the playing game, I've, we play the Clippers twice on national TV. We're against Denver a couple times, and that's Wolves and Denver. I feel like that's just a great, always great games, no matter what. Yeah. And now you have the whole Tim Conley's here. We bring in all these guys from Denver, so that creates that whole aspect, which I like. And then Philadelphia is on national TV. We we everyone hates Joel Embiid in Minnesota, kind of. So like, I love when we play against the Sixers. Oh, yeah. We play them twice. Golden State's on there a couple times. Uh, of course, the Lakers, and we even got Boston on there. And of course, Memphis, Anthony Edwards, and John Morant. So it's going to be really fun national TV games. They all look phenomenal, and it's spread upon ESPN, NBA TV, and of course uh, TNT. It looks like, but. Should be a fun year. I'm I'm pretty excited. We have uh, before we wrap it up, I guess. I always ask all of our guests, Joe, what the official record prediction is for the Minnesota Timberwolves. To like give the exact number, I guess. But like, where do you see them coming in in the West seed wise? 
I always recommend giving a buffer, Joe. It's in your best interest to give a more, I've said okay. like three to five seed. Don't hamstring yourself here unless you want to. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that we're going to get the three or four seed. Three or I, four think, seed. I think we can get the three or four seed. Home court advantage in the playoffs will be huge. Yes. Um, I think there's, and this is assuming, obviously, this is assuming health for everyone, but I think there's no way we, fin- we finish with less wins than we did last year. Um, I think that we, we easily have a chance to win 53, 54 games, and I don't know where that's going to put us. If, if there's multiple teams at the top that just have an incredible year, maybe we finish five or six, but I really do think that we could finish in that three or four seed. I like it. Three or four seed trip. You had what three to five, right? Yeah, I just I think, yeah, I think three to five is very reasonable. Yeah, I, I think I'm in there too with you boys. I I'm more high in the wolves than others, so I think I said when we had Kate on, I think I was like at three seed. I'm still gonna hold there. I I love, I love the team. I think they're gonna work. I think Chris Finch is too good of a coach, not to make it work, and I just feel like everyone's going to gel. It's going to take, you know, the first 15 to 20 games, but I feel like Minnesota is going to be rolling after that. What Rudy Gobert hasn't had under 50 wins on a team. And he had like once in his career, I think his rookie year was like 48. Yeah. So the floor is so good on a, on a Rudy Gobert team. And he's playing with a team now that is probably the most talented team Rudy Gobert has ever played with. I mean, look at that starting lineup. I mean, it's ridiculous for Minnesota. They have length, out of the gym, they have athleticism. They can. He's not going to be left um, picking up all the defensive slack. He has players that now can switch guard and help in the perimeter. Jaden's going to be obviously monumental for the year. So I, I don't know. I think the Wolves are going somewhere this year, and I think everyone in Minnesota, everyone listening right now, should be super excited about the Timberwolves. Do you do you two have anything else to add? I'll, I'll say not, one more. Yeah, I'll say one more thing about the standings. I I said three or four seed, um, because I I really do think that that the the Suns and Warriors are gonna be good. But I I will add on a little bit to that. I think there's a world in which that we we compete for the one seed. I really do think there's a chance, like for the reasons you just said, Rudy Gobert being such a, a such a reliable regular season player. I think there's a world in which we compete for the one seed. Um, come the end of the year. And last game of the season against New Orleans, that could be another fun team that could be right around where we're at. So, yeah, I couldn't be more excited. I agree. I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, a very good point guard. Ant's going to be a I'm borderline – I'm definitely a star, budding superstar. I mean, Cat, star. Rudy Gobert, star. Jaden McDaniels, potential star. Good depth on the bench. I mean, there's definitely I, – I don't think that's crazy to say either. I mean, the one seed is definitely within reach. Right. I'm not expecting it, but I don't think it would be unreasonable to sit here, you know, a year from now with you and say, yeah, they did it. The one seed wolves. Great. Good for them. So I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be a quite the year, man. Uh, that target center is going to be rocking. We haven't seen it like that in a long time where every game is selling out Monday night, selling out Wednesday night, selling out. It's not just weekends. It's not just these big games. So I'm excited to see, like, we're the talk of the town. The Timberwolves have made it now. It's not all about the Vikings. It's not all about the Wild, even though I love all Minnesota sports. We've become like the face of sports for at least a short period of time here in Minnesota, and that's really what, what gets me excited. It's a basketball town. Yes, it is. Exactly. 
with Anything that being said, or want to wrap it up, Trip? Whatever you guys are thinking. But uh, yeah, speaking of Target Center, love Target Center. I hope they never get rid of it, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I think it's a great stadium. We don't need a modern stadium. Target Center is a <laughs> Mark Laurie Stadium. Yes. Yes. We don't <laughs> oh, I have that. something to I have something real quick that I just thought of. I know that we, we talked about this for people listening. We're going to, I'm trying to get it organized a trip. If it works with their schedules, we're trying to get something where Trip and I are going to come out. We're going to fly into Minneapolis and we're going to take two fans, two lucky fans that listen to our podcast to the game with us, get them tickets to the game and sit with us. So I just wanted to throw that in, Trip. Keep Cheers it locked up. into Twitter for that. And uh, keep listening to the podcast for more details into that. Joe, can't thank you enough. If you don't already, I don't know if you live under a rock. Strictly B-Ball on TikTok um, is a must-follow without even question. Um, definitely also follow Joe on Twitter at JD3Hoops. Uh, post some great stuff on there as well. Joe, appreciate you hopping on on. For Evan, I am Trip. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Appreciate you guys.